Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. There has been a lot of talk in Metro Detroit lately about prostitution. It's all focused on a high-profile incident. But should prostitution even be a crime? The evidence was really clear that when we criminalize sex workers, that makes them much more vulnerable to violence. While prostitution remains illegal in all 50 states, the conversation locally is changing a bit. This is The Daily J. I'm Zach Clark. Last week, a member of Detroit's Board of Police Commissioners, Brian Ferguson, was issued a citation in Detroit after he was allegedly caught with a sex worker in his truck. Under scrutiny, Ferguson resigned. But all of this got me thinking. Why is sex work, specifically prostitution, a crime? For some, like Raven, it pays the bills. The other day, I made about three fifty. That was a good day. Then I have bad days where I can't make what did you do for that? Mm, you sell dope. You sell pussy and you sell your time, you know? You just learn to live with it. Sometimes it's not that bad. Like, you get people that, that actually genuinely care. Like, I make kind of friends with people and they come out and they feed me. They come and they take me shopping. You know, shit like that makes you realize and those are the ones that are good. But the ones that, like, you know, beat the shit out of you and take it. That's not so cool. You may remember Raven from an episode we did on sex trafficking back in January. You can go on our feed and check it out. Since 2021, Ellie Savitt has been the Washtenaw County prosecutor. And when he took over, he decided he would no longer prosecute those caught engaging in prostitution. I view things through a lens of law enforcement, but underlying that is what we're doing making our community safer and healthier. One of the issues that sort of came up uh, as a result of some conversations is how are we treating sex workers in the criminal legal system? And looking both at data, but then also having conversations with folks that have been in the sex work industry, the evidence was really clear that when we criminalize sex workers, when somebody is facing an arrest because they're engaged in sex work, that makes them much more vulnerable to violence, to trafficking, and it makes us less likely to be able to get a conviction against people who are imposing real harm. 
There are many arguments surrounding sex work and prostitution, but it seems that one thing is universally accepted. The world of prostitution is wildly dangerous, something Raven knows all too well. Because I've had to kind of dip and dodge and get away from people that were trying to gorilla pimp where they were trying to make me work with them and I wasn't doing it. The violence out here is getting out of control. I can name off like five different serial rapists that have been literally, I know about five to six to ten other girls who have all, we've all been raped by the same guy. They come out here and they keep coming. They keep coming back with no fear of reprisal because half the girls are scared to go, you know, or we don't want to because do you know how uncomfortable a rape kit is? It is hours of being poked, prodded, and asked uncomfortable questions, and some of us just can't handle it. Earlier, I mentioned that prostitution is illegal in all 50 states, which is true, even in Washtenaw County. Ellie doesn't have the power to change the actual law, and he told me that when it comes to the morality arguments in either direction, he doesn't have any power there either. I want to be clear, we didn't decriminalize anything. That's not my job as the prosecutor, right? Laws remain on the books. And I sort of try to take a neutral stance to all those sort of morality arguments because my job as prosecutor is to try to think about the effects that what we do are going to have in the real world. And you can think whatever you want about sex work, but what I'd hope we can all agree on is that sex workers should not be subject to violence, to sexual assault, to trafficking. And if there's something we can do that can reduce that possibility of harm and make it more easy to prosecute the folks that are engaged in violence, sexual assault, trafficking, and the like, that's something that I want to do. Ellie's office is not prosecuting sex workers that get caught with Johns. But that doesn't mean under any circumstances they've just turned their back on that arena. Ellie says that their stance on prosecution has helped them go after much more dangerous criminals. I had a woman reach out to me from a neighboring county and she said, you know, I'm engaged in the sex work industry and I have a client who is stalking me and my family But I do not feel comfortable coming forward to law enforcement. I think most prosecutors are going to want to get the guy that is threatening you and and don't have any particular interest in prosecuting you. So let me reach out to your prosecutor. That prosecutor informed law enforcement, said this report is going to be coming in. Please give this woman assurance. But put yourself in that woman's shoes. You're terrified. And if you feel like you have nowhere to go, that's really an untenable situation. This is just about uh, reducing harm, reducing violence, and giving folks who may be vulnerable a place to report. But what if the laws did change? What if prostitution did become legal? That's something Melissa Bruto thinks about a lot. Melissa is the legal director of a group called simply Decriminalized Sex Work. Very straightforward. She explained what the apparatus might look like in a way that I didn't see coming. I always bring up the parallel to babysitters which I know sounds like a strange parallel, but to me, it is very similar. When we hired our nanny, who was with us for over nine years, the government was not involved in that equation. We met, we discussed if, however, she would have gone to work 
at a licensed facility, then of course the government is involved in her own licensing and in the facility's licensing. And to me, there seems to be a very strong parallel there. You know, one is childcare and the other is sex. But to me, that model of this intimate and personal relationship that you're developing with someone, if it's a one-on-one, then consenting adults should be trusted to have that conversation and make those negotiations without government interference. If, however, somebody were to create a facility, that might be another conversation. Sometimes you hear this phrase, there are no wrong answers here. If you ask Melissa, that cannot be said about turning the tide on the decriminalization and legalization of prostitution. She told me about a new law in the state of Maine. A bill that decriminalizes sex workers, which is great, but continues to criminalize clients. They call this the end-demand model. We like to call it the entrapment model because basically you're going to have cops running around pretending to be sex workers and then arresting clients. Their ideology is that everyone in the industry is exploited and that the clients are all evil, violent predators that need to be stopped. And so they're trying to end demand. Unfortunately, it doesn't work. There has been no decrease in demand. Northern Ireland Department of Justice put out a report on this model, but there has been less safety amongst sex workers because they are not able to properly screen their clients. When the onus of criminalization shifts onto the client, they're not going to share their name or references. And so sex workers are not going to be able to ensure that this person is safe. So what does the future hold for prostitution in Michigan and across the country for that matter? In Melissa's mind, it will likely take hold like recreational marijuana did, slowly at first. My organization, Decriminalized Sex Work, is modeled on sort of what marijuana reform folks have done. Let's start in the more progressive states, New York, Rhode Island, Vermont, and make headway. I believe that we could be seeing some pretty sweeping changes in the Northeast and the West Coast in the next five to 10 years. And then I think it's going to be another 10 or so after that for other parts of the country that might be less progressive. Michigan, obviously, being an interesting anomaly of sorts, right? And other places like Illinois, et cetera, that might be in a region that is more conservative, but be a bluer state. So that is what I envision with obviously plenty of wiggle room (laughs) around how many years certain things will take. Certainly, there is a conversation against the legalization of prostitution, which is why it's a crime in 50 states. But for people like Ellie and Melissa, this is about making the world a safer place for Raven and others like her. Today's big thanks goes out to Ellie Savitt, Melissa Brudo, and Raven for sharing their time with us. Visit WWJNewsRadio.com for the top local news stories on demand 24-7. And if you want the Daily J delivered right to you, all you have to do is text WWJ to 20357 and you'll get it instantly. Message and data rates may apply. I'm Zach Clark, and this is The Daily J. Thanks for listening.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.